This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. Experts in helping getting you out of debt. For information on any of the services we talk about on the show, go to sands-trustee.com or call 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you. Blair? Let's talk about first, just so that we all know what Sands and Associates is. We're the people you should call when you need a plan to deal with your debts. So if you're sitting there, you're getting collection calls, you've got more debts than you're able to afford to make the payments on, you just don't know what to do. Sands and Associates has been around for more than 26 years, and we sit down with people day in and day out, and we help them figure out how they can get back to zero, how they can get back to owing nobody anything, and usually they're incredibly surprised and very heartened about the options that are available to them. But that's a big step, isn't it? Making that call, Mm because I would think that with that comes a lot of fear and possibly fear of judgment and all those kinds of things. So is it a difficult call for most people? Well, I think the call is the easy part, but it's getting the courage up to actually make the call. And and you're you're completely right there. You know, we have people who it's probably two years is the average time where they know they've got a problem. They know they need some help, but they're scared, right? And and just as you said, they're worried about being judged. They're worried about, you know, having to publicly admit, you know, what many people see as, as a failure. Many times it's completely outside of their control. You know, maybe someone got sick or they got divorced, mm-hmm. or they lost their job. You know, it's these things that can happen in your life that throw a shock to the system. Um, but the shame, the fear, and the uncertainty, that can really stop people from reaching out for help. And that's why I'm so pleased that we're going to be doing a lot of content on these shows, really taking some of the mystery away from debt and what you can do to deal with it. Now, could you walk me through that process? So let's say I'm calling you and saying, Blair, this is my situation. How and and let, we don't even have to talk about the parameters. So mm-hmm. how are you going to be able to help me? What are the kinds of things that you can ask me or what are the questions you would ask me mm-hmm. at that point? Yeah, you know, the first thing is usually just just getting the person to take a deep breath, um, you know, to, to realize that they've, they've done a really good thing by reaching out for help. Um, because right away, we can start to give some facts. Because the biggest thing is that people are in a debt situation, they're getting information from all over. And oftentimes, they're getting information from whether it's well-meaning friends and family, it might not be correct, or from a collection agent who their vested interest is in getting you to make a payment whether you can afford it or not, and they're not going to give you all the information. Because they're not going to care, right? I mean, all they want is their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their objectives are different than yours. Totally. Right? Yeah. Obje- yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, as much as they may seem, you know, nice or, or not nice, their objective is to, is to get you to pay. Right. Our objective at Sands & Associates when you reach out to us, our objective is to make you an informed consumer aware of all the legal options that are available to you and to help you implement if you need to implement a legal option to restructure your debts. We'll be with you every step of the way. And in terms of a process, it costs nothing to meet with us. So the first call is free. The first meeting is free. The second, the third meeting, whatever you need until the point where the government says, okay, if you're going to go forward and restructure your debts, what you pay is set by government tariff. That's when you start making payments. But you're going to be able to work out an entire plan, have some great conversations with some empathetic people who don't judge. 
Um, that's what we offer at Sands and Associates. And I think one of the key pieces that you mentioned, being a licensed solvency trustee, that puts you in that whole legal area that not everybody does that's going to give mm-hmm. you some debt counseling, for it, example. Exactly. And that's a word I'd be amazed if many of your listeners have heard before, licensed sure. insolvency trustee. Right. Um, and you know, let, let's break that apart a little bit because it's really it's only since April of this year has that term existed. So before then, um, there were a thousand people in Canada who were empowered called trustees in bankruptcy. Okay. As of April 1st, that name has been changed to licensed insolvency trustee. And the main reason for that is that trustee in bankruptcy was far too limiting. One part of what we do, and it's about a third of my business, is helping people with bankruptcy. But about two thirds of it is helping people avoid bankruptcy, helping them figure out, can they do a repayment plan? Can they adjust their budget? Are there some other assets they might be able to deal with to try to pay for their debts? So it's much broader than it ever was before, but it's absolutely imperative that you deal with a licensed insolvency trustee because we're the only people that can actually use Canadian law. Anybody else you're dealing with, you're going to be paying a fee but not getting any service that you actually need at the end of the day. I think that's a really important difference too, is that just because it appears that bankruptcy is the next step for Mm -hmm. you, that may in fact may not be the case. Oh, the vast majority of people, and that's why they wait so long to call us, is they think the only answer is bankruptcy. And as soon as we can explain to them, you know, bankruptcy is an option, here's what it entails, but there's a bunch of other options that perhaps you've never heard heard of or never thought about, one of which is a consumer proposal, which we're going to go into a lot of detail over a series of shows. But consumer proposal, people generally have no idea that this can stop all of your interest. It can give you a payment plan you can afford and you don't need to go bankrupt. But the only person that can help you with it is a licensed insolvency trustee. Okay, let's talk about qualifications. What kind mm-hmm. of qualifications do you guys bring to the table for me? That's the great part when you sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee is you're seeing the most qualified person you, you could ever see. So every licensed insolvency trustee in Canada is governed by Industry Canada. So there's only a 1,000 in Canada that receive a license. Um, most, vast majority, have either a university degree or an accounting designation or another professional designation. Many have all three of those as well. Um, so it's not something that, you know, you can be out of high school in the space of a year, become a trustee. It's generally, it's a long, rigorous process. And you actually have to sit down with an oral exam in front of the superintendent of bankruptcy to make sure you know your stuff and you'll be able to handle, um, you know, various situations appropriately. Um, every trustee in Canada is heavily regulated. So it's another great point is if you're dealing with a trustee, if things don't go the way you anticipate, you've got recourse. So heavily regulated, heavily licensed. It's such a hard license to get that every trustee in Canada is going to do things by the book to protect that license. Now, just knowing a little bit about Sands and Associates, uh, with 15 locations in British Columbia, including on Vancouver Island, you obviously have uh, the wherewithal and the background and the foundation to handle all kinds of situations for people. Absolutely. So we're, we're the largest in the province of BC for what we do, and we're very specialized. So, you know, there are a lot of different firms, some big accounting firms that will also do a piece of their business as consumer proposals and bankruptcies and things like that. That's all that we do at Sands & Associates. So we're very focused. We file more consumer proposals than anybody and get more accepted than anybody, and we file more personal bankruptcies and successfully implement those than any other firm in BC. And then we go back to the uh, fully licensed solvency trustee Mm -hmm. uh, umbrella. So 
everything is being done properly and with a with a backup. And I love what you said about if there's an issue, you have recourse. If you're not happy, you have recourse because mm-hmm. of the licensing, the way it's all set up. Yeah, that's exactly right, Elaine. And it's definitely in the last number of years, and especially now also, if you go and Google online debt help or debt advice, you'll see 100 people out there who claim they can help you with your debts. Very few of them, if they're not a trustee, will actually be able to do anything for you other than give you a little bit of advice, maybe make a couple of calls, but only a trustee can actually force your your creditors to make a deal with you. So, and that's another really significant piece, uh, the fact that you can make some sort of a deal or come to an agreement with your creditors uh, so you can avoid that bankruptcy or, if that's the last resort, can, can guide you through that process. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, definitely the more that we talk, Elaine, we'll go into explaining how bankruptcy is not the end of the world. It's not the end of your life. In many ways, it's a rebirth and it's something that, you know, many people emerge from far stronger than before. Um, But it's the whole idea of just the uncertainty, the doubt and the fear. Um, Let's take that away as as part of these shows here. Let's explain how bankruptcy works. Let's explain how a consumer proposal works and what the situations are where they make sense for an individual to pursue. Now, can we talk about the proposal? Mm Because you've mentioned it so many times. And when I first started reading about it and hearing you uh, talk about it, it fascinated me Mm -hmm. in knowing that there was something like that out there for folks uh, who are in need of some assistance. Yeah, I'd say, Elaine, it's the most powerful but least known means of dealing with a debt situation. So in very simple terms, what happens in a proposal is all of your debt is consolidated together. It doesn't matter if it's government debt, non-government debt, credit cards, whatever it is, it's put together. And a combination of those things, right? Almost always it's a combination. So all the debt is, is put together and then we take an analysis, we sit down with you and we say, okay, well, what's the monthly budget? What can you reasonably afford to pay back on these debts? And you know, you Usually it's nowhere close to the minimum payments that are being asked of you. And we also know if you only make the minimum payments and you have any sort of debt, you know, more than five or $6,000, it's going to take you 20, 30, 100 years to pay it off. So we look at what reasonably can be paid off in the budget each month. And then by law, a consumer proposal consists of a monthly payment with no interest, no additional fees over a term of less than five years. See, and that's incredible, the fact that you're able to get rid of that interest payment, because that is Mm -hmm. the, I mean, right? We all know what uh, credit card debt can look like, and Mm -hmm. that's the thing that can put you under immediately. Oh, right, and and that's great, and that's one part of it, Elaine, but it actually gets better, if you can believe it. So not only are you not paying the interest of, you know, the 20 or 25% or whatever it might be on your credit cards, but as part of a proposal in just about every case, you're not paying back the full amount of the debt you're paying back usually in the range of 30 to 50% of the debt. If that's what you can afford, the way a proposal works is it's a legally binding contract that your creditors agree to accept in the range of a third to half of the debt in full satisfaction of your payments. Now, I just sort of a, a bit of a, a question here. Does a creditor have to accept a proposal when they're when they're given one for someone? And that's a great question. The answer is no. Nobody's forced to accept a consumer proposal, but a, a couple of points. So first off, when we do a consumer proposal, we show to the creditor side by side, if you reject this proposal, 
person is likely to file a bankruptcy. And guess what? In a bankruptcy, you're going to do far worse, creditor. Right. So in many bankruptcies, nothing is paid back or five or 10 cents on the dollar is paid back. So offering the creditor somewhere in the range of 30 to 50 cents on the dollar, 95% of the time, they accept the proposal right off the bat. The adage, something is better than nothing. That's exactly right. You know, can't get blood from a stone, all those, those, those euphemisms. Right. Here is what the person can afford. It may not be what you want, creditor, but at least it's reasonable and it's better than a bankruptcy, which is the person's legal right. They could file a bankruptcy at any point and the creditor would be forced to accept whatever minimal recovery that would be. And what about the, the because not everything is very, is clearly written out, or not written out, but it, clearly, you know, it's this company, it's this company, it's mm-hmm. this company. Some of these things are incredibly complicated. Mm-hmm. In terms of figuring out who you owe, who you owe, yeah. and how much is in, uh, how much is being demanded, mm-hmm. and and then the complications. I mean, if it's if it's not just a, a straight company that you're owing, but um, I don't know if uh, I'm trying to think of the the right word for it. But the complicated the complication mm-hmm. side of it is something that you guys can take on as well. Oh, I- exactly. So from the individual's point of view, it can get very complicated, and definitely a lot of folks when they come through my door, they've just stopped opening the mail. They've stopped getting updated information because they know it's so bad, you know, what's a little bit more bad on it. It's already, you know, they they just feel terrible about it. Um, The nice thing when you're dealing with either a consumer proposal or doing a bankruptcy, we handle all of that. So you have to have an idea of who you owe, but it's easy to find out, you know, you pull a credit report or, you know, bring in the stack of mail, we'll open it together. Um, But as soon as you have that idea, the trustee, it's all done through legal means and creditors, they have to accept our notice. So if we send out a proposal and they decide not to put it on the right person's desk, well, guess what? That proposal expires in terms of their voting rights at the end of 45 days. If they haven't voted, the proposal is accepted. We have lots and lots and lots to learn here on Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates. For information on any of the services that we've talked about on the show, sands-trustee.com is the number, or for a free consultation, 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. On the line with us right now is Terrence. And uh, Terrence is a former client of Sands & Associates. uh, And uh, you said a a lovely thing before we started, Terrence, about uh, um, just appreciating the work that Sands & Associates did for you. Yeah, I certainly do appreciate them a lot, Elaine. It's lovely. Go ahead, Blair. Great. Well, th- thank you, Terrence. Thank you for joining us and for having um, you know the, the courage to, to come forward and, and to tell your story because I know there are so many people who are struggling, who are facing similar situations to what you faced. You faced it head on and, and came out the, the other side better off for it. Um, and I've always been impressed, Terrence, that you're happy to share that experience. So I wonder if we could start, can you just give us a little bit of background about the situation? You know, what was your life like before you, you reached out for help? help to us? How did you know that you, you needed the help of Sands & Associates? Well, you know, Blair, it, it was I was just like the average person, working my way through life and paying my bills and everything was going along smooth. And then, by chance, I won a considerable amount of money. Hmm. I, I tried some investments, and not being what one would call a good money handler, I made some pretty bad mistakes. I, I allowed myself to falsely think that somehow 
things would just work out. Right. And somehow all would be well. And that was just wishful thinking, Blair, on my part. I really needed some advice and some help. And so that's why I reached out. Uh, I made the mistake of trying to recuperate my losses, and that led me to living off credit cards and putting off paying some current debts. One day, I had the shock of my life and a real stopping moment. I saw for the first time the small print on one of my credit cards, statements that read, if you make only the required minimum payment, it'll take you 26 years to pay off this card. (laughs) (laughs) Larry, you can imagine the shock I got. And Terrence, and, I don't mean to, to date you, but do you mind giving a sense of your age at this point? You know, hopefully there's 26 years there. Well, but. that, yeah, well, I was actually 70, 76 years old. 70, right. And so I thought, well, wait a minute, I may or may not get this paid off before I leave, so I better look into something. Right. And, um, and the amount was not in the hundreds of thousands of dollars either. That's what really shocked me. And I thought the amount was manageable. Uh, except it would take so long to pay it off. Then along came a a late-night TV show about bankruptcy. And the person being interviewed was a money manager, a multimillionaire, who had made some poor choices and wanted to let folks know that there was no shame um, in these poor choices and no embarrassment in filing bankruptcy. And, Blair, that's when I sat up. And this person had said, you know, mistakes happen with a lot of folks. And some poor times, poor choices are made. Well, I dropped my shame, I dropped my embarrassment, I squared my shoulders, and I decided to seek some help. Right, and, and that's great, Terrence, in that, you know, the stigma that we have for individuals in debt, you know, for so long I've been frustrated that we don't think necessarily a corporation is bad because they've had to restructure, you know, Air Canada, who's restructured a number of times, we don't think they're a bad company, but individually we tend to put a lot of stigma on ourselves that we're a bad person if, if we can't always pay our debts back in full. It's true. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, oh not, not at all, Terrence. I wonder if you if you could to kind of bring us along on that journey, because I think it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, so you've reached out to, to make the call. What, what happened from there? Well, I, I had to seek out some folks that um, had filed bankruptcy, and I, I was looking for a company with a good reputation. I, I, you know, you, you get a little nervous about these things. Um, so I finally wound up uh, calling your company, Sands & Associates. What was amazing to me, Blair, was how well I was received. I, I met with a representative uh, who made me feel so warm and friendly. Um, uh, she was a friendly and warm person. It made me feel really welcome. Uh, she put me in a frame of mind of feeling absolutely no embarrassment at filing bankruptcy, regardless of what age. She walked me through the process with care and kindness. And, Blair, the moment I agreed to the terms, which, by the way, were very uncomplicated and very simple to understand, I felt a tremendous relief. The 26 years to pay off that one credit card debt vanished (laughs) the moment I put my signature to paper and agreed to the terms of bankruptcy, as outlined, by the way, Blair, by the government and its legal process, and was handled by experts in the field of financial advice and recuperation, and that was your company. And what what did you think you were walking into, Terrence? I'm curious, because I know people are, you know, they really, they 
beat themselves up and they delay making the call because I think they're worried they're going to come in and feel judged or, or things like that. What what were you imagining for that meeting? Because I can that, tell it, it exceeded your expectations, but what were really those expectations? Did. Yeah, yep, it really did exceed it because I felt exactly what you're saying. We have this cultural thing, you know, the bankruptcy is a no-no and you must be terrible. And it's not. It's, it's not. It's a, it's a, a part of life, actually, for a lot of people. But this process really, really surprised me, as I was under the impression that filing bankruptcy would be an invasion of my personal life, and the government would be involved, and that process would just take forever. There, nothing like that happened. The Mm -hmm. process was just about as simple as it gets, and with the help of that financial advisor at Sands & Associates, I started to feel good immediately. Terrence, um, I'm curious, how has that experience impacted your financial habits today? And how are you, you know, how are you doing after going through uh, the bankruptcy? How are things now? Well, you know, Elaine, really well. This experience of filing the bankruptcy and the solid advice and suggestions from the folks at Sands has made me a better money handler. They, they went through all kinds of uh, processes with me, uh, various simple things to do to make things easier to handle money in the future. Can you talk so, a little bit about what those things were, Terrence? Yep. Or what they you do? Just, they, were, they would have forms that they t- gave me to take home to read, and I would read them, and they would be just suggestions on, or I might call them good ideas, on what to do and how to handle your money uh, making budgets, what to put aside, how much to put aside, how to prepare for the future, and on all of those things. And so what they did, they gave me, I, I think, like a financial freedom. And that's why I have to thank some of the experts uh, from your place over there and from the professional field. And I would say this to anyone in a difficult money situation, if I may, Elaine and Blair, This is what I would say. Don't wait another day. Pick up the telephone, make that call to Sands & Associates, and set the ball rolling to a happy, secure, and future-free of financial torment. I went through it. I know how bad it is, but I also realize now how easy it was and how good it, it, it feels good. And I would say to those folks, let your financial problems of today be your victory of tomorrow. Let Sands and Associates be the springboard that catapults you into a victory of financial happiness and freedom. And forgive me for going on. You know I like to write, so I, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a kind of a wordy person. You're pretty eloquent, Terrence, I have to admit. <laughs> well, thank you. I do get a little wordy, but my, my heart knows there's just no limit to the joy I have in my life now because of what Sands and Associates did for me. And I'm not saying that because you are Sands and Associates and I'm on the radio with you. I'm saying that because that's a personal, happy, joyful feeling inside of me that I'm happy to share with anybody that's having a problem. Terrence, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to Dollars and Cents uh, with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. Get a financial fresh start, just like Terrence did, by calling 1-800-661-3030 to find an office near you. Thank you again, Terrence.
We cover a lot of topics here every week on Dollars and Cents, from mistakes not to make when you're in debt to mapping out the mystery behind credit scores and reports and everything in between. We'd love your input as a listener on what financial-related topics are important to you. Tell us what you want to learn more about. Send us an email to radio at sands-trustee.com. That's radio at sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, who are experts in helping you get out of debt. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. Let's talk about um, some differences, Blair, between you, a licensed insolvency trustee, and those credit counselors that we mm-hmm. hear and see so much about. Yeah. There's some key words, terms certainly in the in the business. It'd be great to sort of go through them so that we figure out what exactly they mean because often they're way out of people's wheelhouses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's so go. So let's start. Let's go through it all today. Good, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- uh, well, let's talk about first uh, debt settlement agencies. I know mm-hmm. that's a term that gets thrown around quite a bit. Yeah, so if you're looking for help with your debt, you're going to find a number of folks that are out there. You know, one is a licensed insolvency trustee, another is a credit counselor. We're going to talk about those. But a third to keep an eye out, and this is almost like kind of a caveat emptor, be very careful uh, when you deal with this, is called debt settlement agencies. They sound very good. Well, we all want our debt settled, right? right? And, you know, agency sounds official. But, you know, that's that's about it. The words are it there Um, because essentially what these folks do um, is they tell you don't pay any of your debts. So stop paying all of your creditors, you know, credit cards, MasterCard, Visa, all that stuff. And instead, pay us instead as a debt settlement agency. Pay our fee each month. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take part of the money that you pay to us and we're going to put it aside to eventually make a settlement offer of, you know, maybe 10 or 20 percent of the debt in full payment. Now, usually they tell you this is probably going to take a couple of years. So you stop paying those creditors for a couple of years. You start putting money in our account and then eventually we'll get your debt settled. The problem is that most of the time your creditors won't wait a couple of years. They'll either consider to sue you or harass you or start to take your wages. um, And there's no guarantee they'll ever accept any offer. So the debt settlement agency, if they can't make a deal, they don't really care because they're getting their fees either way. So you've got to be careful. A lot of these are U.S.-based you know, corporations that are running debt settlement services. Uh, the province of BC has started to put in, you know, more stringent consumer protection legislation. But in general, be very careful when there's debt settlement. And even if there's consumer protection in place, it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that that will uh, impact uh, an American-based That's operation. Right. Yeah, good luck holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. And and that whole regulation thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes people go, oh, too much regulation in the mm-hmm. day. But at the same time, you need folks to pay attention to what others are doing, especially when it is with money and my Mm -hmm. money or your money. 
Oh, yeah. I've had a number of folks, and some of them have been senior citizens who couldn't afford to be defrauded, who were defrauded by U.S.-based debt settlement agencies that actually outbound called them, somehow got their name on you know, a mailing list or a phone list or something, and said, we're going to solve your problems. And one lady said, you know, I thought it was an answer to my prayers, and all they did was take money for nothing. Sure. And answer to her prayers, absolutely, because they, they know how to talk to you. They know all the right words, and they know how to uh, move you in, in their direction. Yeah. So credit counselors, then, what's the difference there? Yeah. So essentially what a credit counselor can do is there's more regulation. Now, there's still you know no set qualifications, and we'll go through all of that, but they are provincially regulated. And credit counselors, essentially, they're acting on behalf of the people that you owe money to with the idea that they want to get 100% of the debt repaid but they're going to be able to give you a break on the interest and give you some good financial counseling, some good tools to move forward. Okay. So if you're in a situation where you know you can't pay all the debt back with interest, but you know you can pay all the debt back if they would just stop charging the interest each month, and you don't have any government debt because government debt absolutely will not work with a credit counselor. But if you've just got a bit of credit card debt, you need a break on the interest. That's typically where a credit counselor can help you out. And there's one of the, the weaknesses with credit counselors. Because they don't have that authorization mm-hmm. to deal with government debt, that's where they fall short compared to going to a licensed insolvency trustee. Exactly, Elaine. And that's another point, too, is because they don't have the ability to use federal law, uh, whatever it deal a credit counselor works out, it's an individual deal with each debt. And if you've got five debts, hopefully they can get all five of them to freeze the interest, but there's no guarantee of that. So, you know, someone could opt out, they could start to sue you separately, uh, which is totally different from what you could get when you're working with a licensed insolvency trustee. Yeah. And do you want to touch on that just a little bit, what a licensed insolvency trustee can do for you? Yeah. So an an LIT for short, uh, we used to be called bankruptcy trustees or trustees in bankruptcy, but the government said about a year ago, that's scaring people away. And what we do is a lot broader than just a bankruptcy. So for two-thirds of people that come to see me, um, I'm helping them file a consumer proposal. And a consumer proposal, it's a deal where you avoid a bankruptcy, you stop all of the interest on the debt, and you reduce it down to what you can afford. So that's a huge difference with credit counseling. With credit counseling, you've got to pay 100% of the debt back, whereas with a consumer proposal, you usually pay back a third of the debt or a quarter of the debt or, or something like that. Um, so one third, sorry, two thirds of what I do is help people with consumer proposals. The other third is if the situation is so dire and, you know, even paying back a third or a quarter of the debt is not going to be possible, that's when we consider a personal bankruptcy. So in Canada, only a trustee is empowered to file a personal bankruptcy or to file a consumer proposal. A lawyer can't do it. A credit counselor can't do it. No one else has that power other than a trustee. This the, uh, we're going to stick uh, go back to uh, credit counseling because I think this is a really important piece of it. Mm-hmm. There's two different kinds of uh, credit counselors out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a for profit and a not for profit, yeah. which I was surprised to learn. Yeah, and I would say don't be misled. Um, it is the headline here. Um, just because something is a not for profit doesn't necessarily mean it's an altruistic, you know, out for the common good. You know, there's no self interest there, and um, credit counselors are, are no different. So. I would suggest to you that there's no difference between a for-profit or a not-for-profit credit counselor. In fact, sometimes a not-for-profit credit counselor actually has a conflict of interest that a for-profit credit counselor might not have. 
And the key piece, again, dealing with the credit counselor, and we're sort of repeating ourselves just a little bit here, mm-hmm. but they can't deal with the big stuff like income tax. If, right. you're, if you're uh, late or haven't filed that and you owe student loans, ICBC, MSP, those key, really important pieces, mm-hmm. they can't do a thing for you. Yeah, the best analogy I would use for a credit counselor, and you know, this is a fact, is it's a collection agency. So credit counselor, they're very, you know, nice, touchy-feely. They'll say all the right words. But at the end of the day, they are funded by the people that you owe money to with the idea that they want to get all of the debt repaid. So if you're in the province of Ontario, the Credit Counseling Society of BC, which is a not-for-profit unit here, um, they're registered as a collection agency in Ontario doing the exact same thing. So forgetting about all the advertising, you are dealing directly with a collection agency when you're dealing with a credit counselor. And they and they, they don't have the knowledge or expertise or education uh, to be even to be able to do that work. Or if they do, they're not it's not demanded of them mm-hmm. to have that. Yeah, there's been a, a number of media stories that have said, you know, for the biggest credit counselors in Canada, there's no set qualifications, there's no regulatory body, um, you know, there's no dispute resolution. So, you know, obviously they care about their reputation, so they, they generally want to do well by their folks. Um, but if something goes wrong, you've got nobody you can appeal to, essentially. Great. So, the, again, the difference between them and mm-hmm. an LIT, a licensed insolvency trustee, yeah. big difference. Oh, I'm, I'm regulated um, six ways to Sunday, so to speak. So my license comes from Industry Canada. Um, I'm an officer of the court. Anything that I do is subject to court review. It's subject to my regulator, the superintendent of bankruptcy, making sure um, that I'm administering the law correctly. Because you can imagine in a bankruptcy situation, the reason, or as consumer proposal, the reason I'm there is because people aren't getting paid in full. And people that don't get paid in full have a lot of concerns. And they want to make sure a process is followed. So any trustee that you deal with is going to make sure they follow what the law says, follow the process. And you can and you can do that. And the thousand or so LITs across the country can do that because you have the education and, mm-hmm. and the experience and the knowledge to do that. And that's a big difference, right? Like you've actually mm-hmm. gone to school uh, to know how to do all this. Yeah. And one of the, the things I'm most proud about in, in the job, too, um, is I'm required to be neutral. I'm required to be impartial, agnostic, whatever word you want to use about the solution that people take. So my job when someone comes into the door is I need to understand their situation. I need to understand what are their debts, what are their assets, what's the family situation, what's the budget. But the options that they choose, I'm required not to be self-interested. So I have to explain to them, if you do credit counseling, here's what it looks like, here's the pros and the cons. If you do a bankruptcy or a proposal, same type of thing, and then it's up to the person to make that decision. I find if you go directly to a credit counselor, what you're going to walk out with is typically the credit counselor's product because otherwise they don't make any fees from that. And again, there's no requirement that they be neutral or impartial. I'm required to be neutral and impartial. If someone walks in and they don't need my help, I'll be quick to refer them to someone else. And if you have a problem with either a a licensed insolvency trustee or a credit counselor or whatever, I mean, there's actually bodies that that regulate and look after, Mm -hmm. look after me going to see someone like you. Yeah, it, it's so funny, Elaine, because when I have this discussion in my office with folks, you know, people, you know, consistently the jaws drop. They're like, really, this is a collection agency that's advertising this way? And, you know, really, I went to the, to you know, see a credit counselor and they didn't tell me about a proposal or when they told me about a proposal, they made it sound like, you know, it was a way worse thing than what they were offering when in reality it's quite a bit better. You know, people were just shocked to know that the difference between a debt management plan where you pay back 100% of the debt with a credit counselor um, and a consumer proposal where you pay back a third or a quarter of the debt, 
The only difference is the amount that you pay back. The actual credit rating impact is exactly the same. So for someone with full information, why would you choose to pay back 100% of the debt unless you're fully able to do so without hardship? Then yes, go for it. But a lot of folks that I deal with, they just weren't aware that a consumer proposal would give them the same credit rating hit, but save them a ton of money. Something else, too, that you said earlier, uh, and, and I'd like to go into it just a little bit more, mm-hmm. about talking about the connection between the credit counseling societies yeah. or the credit counseling bodies and the creditors. Mm-hmm. And there's often, do we say 100% of the time or do we just say often a connection between those two bodies? Well, I'd say almost always. So I've, I've seen a few credit counselors where they're strictly private, you know, their fee for service and they don't receive anything back from creditors. Um, but for the vast majority of credit counselors, and I encourage people to do their own research, you know, go on CRA's website or approach the credit counselors and ask them for their financial disclosures. Uh, you'll see the vast majority, 70%, 80% plus um, of the dollars that come into the credit counseling um, organizations are typically funded by creditors. So again, if I'm always thinking, well, you know, who's pulling the strings? To me, it's the person that's providing the funds. And that's why when you deal with a credit counselor, you may not be getting your best objectives tackled. You might be getting the creditor's best objectives, which is get all of the money back. Whereas you guys, the LITs, the Licensed Insolvency Trustees, you're kind of Switzerland in all of this. That's you're a good very, way to put very it. very neutral. Yeah. Very neutral. You know, the way I describe it sometimes is I'm like a referee. So I want you to understand the rules of the game. However you choose to, you know, use those rules as long as you're staying within the lines, I'm okay with that. So if I explain the rules are for a proposal, you're going to pay back a third, be clearly, um, you know, open with all your disclosures and you do that, that's all a trustee's role is, is to help you access the system. I like the fact that you mentioned too, that it's really important for folks to do their own research, to really investigate the processes that are out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I encourage everyone to do that. I love it, Elaine. Often after our shows, I'll get a few messages throughout the weeks of people saying, oh, I heard this on on the show, just want to clarify and things like that. Everything we're saying here, you can verify it online, you can give me a call at Sands and Associates. We're happy to talk about this stuff. Now, if any of this information resonates with you or you've heard something that you think, oh, I'd like to know more about that, first of all, the website for Sands and Associates, sands-trustee.com, is terrific. It's got a ton of frequently asked questions, very easy to read and and understand. If you'd like to get that free consultation, also very easy to do. The number is 1-800-661-3030 to get that free consultation and to find an office near you. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. Kyla Gagnon is our uh, guest in this segment, internationally published fitness writer and personal trainer, uh, certified, of course, with the International Sports Science Association, based in Victoria. Uh, clients, uh, one of the beliefs that she, that she imparts with her clients is train your hardest, eat your cleanest, breathe your deepest, and love yourself for doing it. But here's the deal. In this day and age, we've got a lot of expenses, people needing us and wanting us to spend money on all kinds of things and and have to. Sometimes fitness is one of those things that tends to fall off that track for folks. Uh, And that's what we're going to talk about with Kyla. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So tips and strategies for folks trying to keep fit while sticking to a budget. That sounds like a pretty daunting uh, suggestion, (laughs) Kyla. Doesn't it? It's not. It's not daunting at all. Very doable. Great. Well, let's talk about that. First of all, um, common benefits of exercise. What do you think they are? There are so many, and I'm going to really quickly point form for for you. So um, first is your increase in muscular strength, bone density. It's going to help with our aging. Um, If we take a fall in our 70s and 80s, we want to have some strong muscles and bones that we don't break and fall apart, and we can get up and pick ourselves up and go on with the day. We want to be able to chase after our kids and our grandkids. Um, Exercise is connected to a decrease in Alzheimer's and diabetes, um, two really important issues that... A lot of people are dealing with. Um, it's also amazing for your mental health, and uh, it just is. It's a it's an immediate release of happy endorphins. So it's really hard to leave an exercise session in a bad mood, and so really for no other reason than to be happy, <laughs> we've got to move our bodies. Yeah, Kyla, I really I loved your point about mental health benefits of, of exercise because we see yeah. it in our clients and we we survey them on a yearly basis. On our last survey, we asked about you know the mental and physical impacts of being in debt, and it's all consuming. Um, mm. So the clients that I've worked closely with, I can see when they've you know made fitness a part of their life and mm-hmm. you know, a part of their financial rehabilitation as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can help them you know clear the head, see the bigger picture. So there's definitely a lot of you know non physical benefits to being active also. Absolutely, and it's it's known, and I don't have the numbers, the statistics, but quote-unquote fit or active people, people who are taking care of their body even with 30 minutes of exercise a day, um, have lower cases of anxiety and depression, and it really is super connected. Have you had some clients that you've seen that directly uh, benefit, Kyla, over the years? A hundred percent. Someone really close to me, actually, um, one of my very dearest friends and closest clients, very impacted by exercise. Tell us more. That sounds interesting. Um, So someone who, from an outside perspective, um, has it all, has a great job, has a great circle, uh, friend circle, a really good family relationship. Um, Everything seems great, but suffers from these random bouts of depression, and they're all-encompassing. And whether it's um, financial stress of work, um, this person's in a job sort of based on commission, so there's no guarantee, and that's a really stressful place to be. And it took her a while to get into exercise because when you're feeling really down and out for whatever reason, it can be really hard to say, nope, let's go to the gym or let's go for a jog. You don't want to do it. But the more we would get her moving, it just, it, I watched the shift and it was probably six months later, she actually said, you know what, I feel so much better when I'm exercising and I know that it maybe isn't going to fix my finances, but it sure fixes my state of mind and then I'm able to sort of look at my situation with a calmer mindset and then able to I'm able to work through things and so it wasn't just her finances but that's obviously what we're talking about right now it was other things and she just said it's an it's an obvious connection for me that my workouts and my mental health are like so tied together and that was really nice because it's someone who I felt very I still I mean she's a very dear friend of mine and it's really important her benefiting from not only the physical benefits of it, but also the mental benefits. 
I know seasonal affectiveness disorder can impact folks as well quite a bit this time of the year in the winter months when things are a little darker than normal. Um, What sort of, have you got some, and I can't help, uh, and I know personally how much being outside, regardless of the weather, uh, what benefits that has for me personally, just, you know, either being on a bike or hiking or whatever. Um, I'm sure you've seen that as well in your, in your work. Absolutely. And I mean, personally, I know myself, like nature is our best, um, you know, they say it's our best source of meditation and we're supposed to connect with nature. And oh my goodness, just stepping outside and we're so lucky that we live where we live. I mean, even in the snow and the rain and the winter, we can still be outside. It's not that bad here. Mm -hmm. And it is so powerful just being outside and taking in the fresh air and being with nature. As, As corny or cheesy as it sounds, it's so important. Have you got some t- some a couple of tips for folks who are just thinking, oh, maybe she's right. Maybe I do need to get outside. <laughs> I would say find a buddy because that can sort of be what I find for sure in my job is that we're we're always the first to let ourselves down. So if you made a date with yourself that okay, mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday after work, I'm going to go for a 45 minute walk around my neighborhood. You're probably more likely going to end up bailing on yourself whereas if you said I'm going to meet my best friend Susan and we're going to walk Monday Wednesday Friday you're not going to let Susan down and she's probably not going to let you down so I always suggest buddying up or finding someone who wants to join in on this with you and enjoy it with you and then you're less likely to say no fair enough what about if you're on a budget and you're wanting to uh, sort of do some different things that you haven't done before because you may not want to be outside? What are some, some good ways to stretch your fitness budget or, or maybe uh, instigate one? Yeah, I always suggest, um, again, buddying up or joining a team or joining a group. Now, this might not necessarily be outside because a lot of groups, when it does get cold, we do take classes inside. I know I teach classes inside during the, the winter weather, but... Um, there are there are classes that you can join that are probably running outside. Rec centers are always running discount passes. So check in with a local rec center. You might be able to get like a 10 pass or way cheaper than you would have. And maybe you can join in on some of the classes there. Um, myself, I know that there's lots of other programs online that are going to be um, available for sort of download on your own computer. And you can do these at home for substantially less money than you would be paying to visit with a trainer or a coach in person. Um, I also sort of really like the idea of, I was driving through town the other day and we've got this amazing indoor rock climbing facility and it's just such a cool way to use your body without actually feeling like you're quote unquote exercising. And you know, there's, there's boot camp classes, there's yoga, there's spin, there's so many cool classes that our city offers. And generally if you buy in a bundle, you're gonna get a deal. And Kyla, wondering, um, you know, that that's excellent um, overview of things that are available in the community. I've seen a lot of people with, you know, different, um, you know, apparatus or equipment or things like that. I've seen a ton of people with, you know, Fitbits, activity trackers. Um, do you recommend or what, what do you think is a good bang for the buck in, if you're going to invest in whether it's an activity tracker or some sort of, you know, fitness equipment? Um, the Fitbit seems to be amazing i don't personally have one but i have a ton of clients who do and they're absolutely loving it and i think you can actually sort of team up and create almost like walking challenges and you can sort of track your steps with that and have a little challenge with your friends so 
Fitbit seems to be really popular. I'm also a huge fan of resistance bands. Mm. They're like $4. They range from sort of 4 to $8, different resistance. And I take those when I'm traveling and I create, I can, you can, I can do everything. You can do a full body workout with these simple little bands and they're just super fun to use. Um, another option is the, it's the Cody app, C-O-D-Y. And it's an app, and I have an iPhone, but you can get it on any smartphone, I'm quite positive. And it is all home-based strength and yoga programs at your convenience, like right on your phone or your iPad, and that's, that's a really helpful tool I found as well. That's a great, that's a great tip. Yeah. If, you, if you'd like more from Kyla, want to talk to her, find out more what she can do for you, her website, nice and easy to remember, it's kylafit.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton. Get a financial fresh start with Sands & Associates by calling 1-800-661-3030 for a free consultation and to find an office near you. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.